Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers special bonus edition for Saturday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, uh, buzzer beater from Maxi Kleba. The Lakers lose Friday night against the Mavericks. A dagger right in the middle of the chest. This one hurts. We'll talk about it next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. Always free, never behind a paywall. And you are waking up on a weekend, um, perhaps joining in the Locked On Lakers YouTube channel. Um, to mourn the passing of a game the Lakers really needed to win on Friday. Had it uh, fought back admirably to put themselves in a position to win it, and the late-game execution problems for the Lakers that they seem to have been starting to get through Oh my goodness, Andy, did they come roaring back on Friday night. I mean, they... Woof, the late game execution. That's my analysis, Andy. Woof. Oh. Yeah. oh. Give me the crab that, juice. I mean, it was bad late game execution. And in particular, we're going to get into this really bad late game execution from Anthony Davis mm. on both ends of the floor. He was in the middle of some very it's actually visible. worse on the defense it was rare moments where anthony davis was worse for if you missed it uh the last 35 seconds of this game what andy is referencing uh anthony davis took a terrible foul on maxi kleba from three um on a shot that kleba missed um and davis absolutely ran right through him so it was yes. a clear foul uh on a closeout a, an uncharacteristically terrible um, foul from AD Kleber, who is not a good three, uh, free th- free throw shooter, hit all three. Um, he is, however, a good three point shooter. As yes, we that part is, as we will discuss later right. in the, very soon. AD, actually, we're uh, the Lakers, right to this. yeah, the Lakers um, are in a situation where the Lake, uh, where you know, they get the ball inbounds. Dallas needs to foul. The ball goes to Anthony Davis. Lakers are up by one. Davis splits the free throws and he only makes one of two leaving the Mavs now um, only down by two, meaning they can win the game, which they did in part because Anthony Davis lost Kleba, lost his position on the floor, um, and uh, gave Kyrie Irving enough space to thread the needle over to Kleba. Kleba had uh, room to shoot over the Davis close, and, I mean... Give the guy credit. I mean that. I don't. I mean that was all twine. That 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 was as pure well, as a three could be. Lakers lose uh, one eleven to one ten. Is the final and I bad mean, last, of, last minute for AD. Oof. It was one of those shots too for Clayba. And you hear guys, you know, former players, current players talk about this all the time. Those are often the easiest ones because the Lakers have done a really good job. I believe it was. Uh, Schroeder and Wendy Gabriel, and Gabriel trapping uh, and, and trapping and getting the ball out of Kyrie's hands. Yeah. Right. And and they made it difficult for Kyrie just to, as you alluded to before, Brian, just to throw the pass. They made it difficult for Ky- forget making Kyrie give up the ball. They were making it difficult for him to actually do it. Like 
for a second, I actually wondered if Kyrie was going to be forced to put up a shot after the buzzer went. Or the but, very least, you know, a really difficult two. That's what I. That's where right. I thought it was going. Right. And the, the, the ball got to Kleba, and he put up this shot right before the final buzzer. And, you know, AD talked about this after the game. And, look, to AD's credit, he said that he told his teammates that the last play was his fault. And he said that he was down low for a rebound, um, which I just flat out don't understand because where things have been headed at that point, because like we said, Kyrie was already well doubled, didn't have enough time to drive in. So if he put up the shot, there likely wasn't going to be enough time for anybody to Anyone. rebound it, Laker yeah. or Maverick. In, and on top of it too, there was already somebody down low Anyway, I think so Derek Fisher mentioned that at the you know the Lakers you know the on Spectrum like his his read of it and I that's what I thought happened was he saw I don't even remember who it was because Bullock was in the oh corner. I'll tell you it was it was noted uh, noted scorer and rebounder Theo Pinson ah well you know you got to double Theo Pinson <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> what's a Theo Pinson. <laughs> I bet, like, so I think, you know, Fish's explanation, this is what I thought, too, was he saw the, the player near the basket and instinctively kind of went down and, and then couldn't recover fast enough. But it's just, it's a complete loss of discipline because if you, I mean, if, if he is at the level where he needs to be in terms of being higher on the floor, not only can, can Kyrie not make that pass to Clay because Davis will easily, um, you know, just steal the ball, he also isn't going to be able to make the cross-court pass you know, he'd have to throw it over AD to um, to Bullock in the corner to get there. There wouldn't be enough time left on the clock to do that. I mean, it was just it was a it was a bad read. It was a terrible read. It was he got lost. In his, and like you say, the Lakers actually did a very good job on Kyrie in that situation, not letting him get free to to take a shot or make an easy pass. And you know, I just, you look at this game. And I, the AD stuff aside, I know you have some numbers on on that. And we'll get to it in a second. You just you watch this game the whole time, and you're like, "Huh." You know, to their credit, the Lakers fight back. They played a much better second half than they did in the first half. They played a really good fourth quarter up until the end. But you look at it, and it's they're they're 19 of 31 from the free throw line. Austin Reeves missed two technical. I mean, he's a good free throw shooter. He missed a, a couple. Um, they missed 12. Every free Laker throws. that went to the line tonight missed at least one free throw. Yep. Every single Laker who went to the line. And so you're just you're sitting there going, how many of these things can they miss <laughs> before it's gonna bite them? And you know, how many times can you kind of put your hand on the stove before it gets burned? And then the the, the then you look at you know a little deeper into it. They made five three-pointers in this game. Five. And so you look at it and you're like, God damn, if, if they if they win this game missing 12 free throws and only making five three-pointers, that's like stealing. And it turns out uh, they didn't win. Um, they needed one of those three-pointers back. They needed a couple of those free throws. They needed something. And they, you know, they played, they they got a little too close to the fire there and they got burned. Yeah. I mean, just that's part of 
not necessarily the late game execution, but just execution as a whole. I I thought they spent the first half of this game pretty flat. Like there, there did not feel like there was a real urgency from them in the first half. You know, it just and and it's interesting too. I mean, some of that some of that can be just reading on court body language or vi- you know vibes or whatever. Some of this might be a function of your two best players right now are LeBron, I mean, excuse me, uh, AD and D'Lo. And they're both, you know, D'Lo can get animated, but they're both kind of laid back personalities. You know what I mean? Like the, the energy guys on this team and really the guys that I thought played the best for most of this game, Schroeder, Reeves, Wenyan Gabriel, Wenyan was fantastic in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, I thought in the first half was quite good. Um, it was, I'm obviously not there. And this is, again, this is a bit of, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't say necessarily even armchair psychiatry. It's just watching from a distance and it may be total BS me talking out of my ass, but it wouldn't be the first Sometimes time. it just feels like you need more of that overt. Let's do it from yeah, stars. I understand what you're saying. I mean, I, it's hard. It's always, I am always somebody who, who, you know, the energy, it, it, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is what you are doing. I'm, you know, I, but kind of ascribing a lack of energy, a lack of, you know, not effort. I don't, I don't think they're not trying. Um, no, I don't think so. Whether either. they're completely locked in, whether they are, yeah, I don't even know what that means to some degree with this group. But like, I you look at some of these numbers, you know, you talk about D'Lo, he's their second best player right now. He's five of seventeen from the floor. He was five of sixteen against Houston. Yeah, he and Beasley were a combined. This is both sides of this this statistic are disturbing. O for nine, the O is a problem. Lakers get five of twenty from three point range. You cannot win games in the NBA. No. Very often, when you are five, five is too low. Five of twenty is too inefficient. So you know you're you're not doing yourselves any favors there. But you know the nine isn't enough either from those two guys. Like yeah, and you know Anthony, we were talking before we started about how well AD was playing, like overall in the game. And that, you know he finished twenty six points, nine of fourteen from four, ten rebounds. He had a block. He had three assists. He was actually eight of eleven from the line. But that. Uh, the 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 one that he missed at the end was obviously critical, and when you miss matters. It's not just your raw percentage. Um, Dallas continued to do what other teams have been doing, which was you know overplay on AD, and the Lakers I think struggled particularly early in games to kind of un- figure out what to do with that. They actually did better. In the in the first half, the the, the non AD minutes that they had at the end of the first quarter into the second were actually pretty good, and I think that was in part because they weren't trying to figure you know like he wasn't there to try to give him the ball, um, and so remove there they need to figure that out because this is how teams are going to play them for the rest of the year. Some of it is hit your three pointers, and that will that will break down all these defenses, but. They couldn't do it. They struggled late. The execution, they went, you know, had these long stretches again where they couldn't score 
despite outscoring Dallas 30 to 22 in the fourth quarter, they had long stretches in the, you know, the last three or four minutes of the game where they couldn't get any offense. And just we've seen this movie before. And then you have AD playing a good game overall and a terrible last 40 seconds or whatever it was. I mean, before I get to these numbers that that I looked up, just one final thought when you're talking about with Russell and Beasley, you know, the, the lack of threes and the lack of threes attempted from them tonight was problematic. The last few games, neither one of them has been particularly good from behind the arc, which in a lot of ways will dictate how good the team is from behind the arc. The difference is, though, D'Lo at least had 11 assists against mm-hmm. zero turnovers. With Beasley, I'm starting to grow concerned that Darvin Ham's going to have to consider at least giving some of those minutes to Lonnie and giving him another try because Beasley is one of those players where if he is not hitting – he's not scoring, but in particular, if he's not hitting outside shots – he does not do a whole hell of a lot more. And in the meantime, he tends to score in very similar ways. He was going to the rim a little bit tonight, but he tends to do it on, you know, catch and shoots or outside shots. Like Lonnie is, if nothing else, a more varied and I think dynamic score than, than Beasley. Yeah. So I mean, at the very least, you know, He's just, you know, it's the the three isn't enough. I mean, like if he's going to be out there, he needs to be. They need to be finding him more shots, better shots. You're right. I mean, it may be it may be something they have to to look yeah, at. I yeah, got yeah. you know, look, they got decent performances out of Schroeder. Um, you know, he you know he gave him 15 and five off the bench in 30 minutes. Austin Reeves, those free throws aside. Gave him 16, 6 of 9 from the free throw line. That needs to be better, obviously. But played a very Austin Reeves game. It was a plus 10 in 30 minutes. Um, it's just, you know, the, the, the clutch moments and the clutch moments for AD from the line, you know, you looked at the numbers. It's it's bad. It's really, yeah. really bad. They're they're not good. And I, I preface this by saying, looking these up, I do not know for sure if – the numbers are entirely up to date with tonight's game, but it doesn't necessarily even matter because tonight's game aren't going. Home. It's not going to. Well, it's not going to help him <laughs> from what I'm getting. One for anyway. two. Just if you're if you're doing the math at home, one for two. AD on the season is an eighty percent free throw shooter, eighty point three. He is seventy six point nine from the fourth. So it's like, all right, you know that that's actually basically what he shoots on the season. Right. So then that's looking up. Well, then I looked up the clutch time numbers, which you can break down into different increments, but they it's considered you know, five points or less. Right, it's within um, whatever it is, three or four right. points. It's the last five minutes of the game. Right, and what I looked up now was either Lakers ahead, Lakers behind, but clutch time. Last five minutes of the game, 69.6 at the line. Last three minutes of the game, 53.3 at the line. Last minute of the game, 46.2. And some of these start becoming smaller sample size. I get it. But then, you know, as far as how many free throws you take over the last minute, last three minutes or whatever. But then, like, for example, I looked up LeBron's because LeBron has had high-profile missed free throws down the stretches of games. Mm-hmm. LeBron on the season is 79, 75.9 at the line. Last five minutes, LeBron, 77.8. Last three minutes, 86.7. Last minute, 
100%. Like, LeBron many, is not I'm somebody... Sorry, how many free throws is that? I'm just curious. I mean, it's, it's like point. It's like point five per game, point six, something like that. Right. I mean, it's again, not that, it's, but the point is, it's when he's had the opportunity, he's made them. Right. Um, and, and again, LeBron is somebody who I don't even think is thought of as clutch at the line or somebody that you send or even thought of as a particularly good free throw shoot lebron is actually better at the line than than he kind of is perceived as but those numbers just them getting worse as the fourth quarter goes along you can't have that you especially can't have that when lebron's not available and you are by far the best player on this team just can't have it and so you know i mean we there's you know the debate is this one on ad is it not like i mean in the most literal sense no single game when we talked about d'angelo russell was five of 17 like that is you know malik beasley didn't hit a three-pointer like there are other people who did things throughout the game that you know and anthony davis did a lot of good things that kept them close all that yes i mean we get it and you know if you want to be literal um he was instrumental in giving this game away at the end. Yeah. Because, no way around it. you know, you, there are certain things it's, it is hard sometimes to get good shots late in games, particularly when they bottle up your star and they were working real hard to keep the ball away from AD. Um, but you don't have to foul Clayball on that three. You don't have to lose Clayball on that last play. And you could certainly make the, your free throw, you know, get to the line, make both your free throws. Um, if there's anything, positive to come out of this game it is that the lakers while they absolutely bricked an opportunity um to move up in the standings they would have been uh, i believe in a tie for seventh or eighth had they won this one um seventh i believe it would have been because dallas would have been there uh they are not being punished for losing this game as much as they probably deserve to be um, they are still in the 10 spot. Utah now has two games in hand, though, so that is problematic. The Lakers um, are 37 losses. Oklahoma City and Minnesota each have 36. The Lakers, fortunate they still play each of those teams one more time. Um, they play the Jazz twice. So if they beat those teams, they likely can still get themselves into the top 10. But man, alive, are they just, I mean, they're just giving away these opportunities. You know, you combine this with the Houston game um, and. You know, here are two games that, you know, are just now you got to go beat Phoenix. Now you, you know, you, know, you got to do that now. So we'll see what happens on Sunday, but only after we see uh, and hear this. Uh, you know, we've all been in situations where we need a little bit of help. Uh, and today, this episode of Locked on Lakers is brought to you uh, by BetterHelp. Um, we, we need. I think everybody to have a little bit of uh, sort of empathy for, for themselves, um, for the situations they're in uh, a little bit of self care is critical. You got to get to know yourself. It can be a very challenging process, particularly in moments in life when, you know, things are a little bit tougher. Um, therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness, deepening your understanding, because, you know, sometimes you don't know why you're reacting to things the way you do. You just know it's a problem, and then you got to talk through things, and that can be helpful. Um, 
you know, I've benefited from therapy. I know Andy has benefited from therapy. Um, and if you are thinking that you might benefit from therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Uh, you can discover your potential with BetterHelp by visiting betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. And Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Nissan. And Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And the award goes to Wenyan Gabriel. Wenyan is rarely going to wow you with just pure counting stats. They're not going to be of the all-star variety, but he can be electric when he's in the game. He doesn't make it happen with pure power or strength. It's just heart and desire. And there's a ferocity to the way Wenyan Gabriel plays, just wanting it that badly when he's on the court. There are players that are more smooth and elegant, but good things tend to happen with Wenyan Gabriel on the floor for a reason. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, see everybody after the game on Sunday.